Yo, this is Steve Bloom, and you're watching Moana Nui Podcast. We'll be starting soon. Don't go anywhere. I'm Veronica Taylor. I'm from myself and Ash Ketchum. I just want to say, Moana Nui, I choose you! Aloha and welcome to this episode of the Moana Nui podcast. We're so glad for have you tuning in. Uh, I know you're very excited about this episode because we have our you know upcoming episode of Rain Talks, and of course, uh, this discussion is definitely going to be top of mind uh, of something that we all have heard and may have dealt with. But before um, we start talking about it. A couple announcements and of course, introducing myself. Uh, I am the other half of the Moana Nui podcast. I am Dana. I am also a cosplay event and con staff photographer for con conventions like Dragon Con, MomoCon, Anime Week in Atlanta, and much more. A little voice acting and event planning and uh, just a little bit of the behind the scenes outside of the show. Uh, Moana, who's the other half of the show, uh, won't be on tonight, but uh, definitely uh, tune in for her uh, for upcoming episodes because she is definitely de deep into her um, Kickstarter for her next children's books. And speaking of that, definitely if you are in, uh, want to support and help with her upcoming children's book. It's her third book in the series of Nicoa Nohea. Uh, you can go to Kickstarter. You will see the link right below. Uh, so definitely click on that and uh, and go to that so you can support to make this third book come to life and continue to give that, um, provide more indigenous and and Pacific Islanders to children's books, but also uh, teaching you the Hawaiian language. And then of course, also support our friend Malachi Bailey, uh, who is turning his books into uh, comics. So the first issue of her uh, with Wingless Comics is the, yeah, sorry, the Kickstarter is now live also. So definitely go to the link that you're going to see below uh, so you can give a support uh, to the comic to make it come to life, to continue giving the that um, content that everyone is looking for uh, that you may not be finding um, in media today. But of course, um, as we get ready to launch, uh, for those that are new tuning in, uh, this segment is called Rain Talks, which we have Shane Rain's LMSW, who is a clinical social worker that wants to make change in the world her own way. Uh, founder of Do More Require Better LLC, 
And the host of this segment, Rain Talks on the Moana Nui podcast. She's using these vehicles to shrink your head and expand your mind. Um, Though most hate conversations about relationships of any sort, uh, Shay starts her hashtag 50% of the hashtag do more require better campaign to help get deeper into social issues we all have. So on this show, she is um, she provides perspective shifting opportunities and hopefully help you redefine your life. So the only battles you succumb to are the ones you deem essential to winning the war. So let me bring Shay to the front and welcome her back to the show. Welcome, Shay. Hi, 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 hi. So glad to be here. Um, That very extended break that we had to take after our one year anniversary. um, At least I got to finally get back to Atlanta. Yes. Um, calling Atlanta home again. So thanks everybody for coming back and tuning in to this particular segment. I missed you. Yes. <laughs> well, um, we definitely missed you and we're definitely excited about this topic, which is burnout because a lot of us have heard the topic. Some of us have been told that we're experiencing it, but you know, at the same time, I don't think it's similar to a lot of terms that tend to be put out there in social media, media, people have sometimes a misconception of what that truly is. So we're going to be having a, you know, I like to call this segment also our own version of myth busters, busting those myths about those different things that we go through and people like to throw a label on, but don't really know if it's truly that. So for Shay, for yourself, what is and for your line of work, what is burnout to you? So as a mental health care professional, um, when we experience burnout, it comes with a lot of extra stuff too. Mm. Um, so it's not quite as, um, I guess, simple sometimes from the mental health pers- uh, pers- perspective because it really comes down to, as a mental health professional, it is our job, our responsibility, mm-hmm. so to speak, to, um, as they say, be the container, right? So we are the containers for all of our clients' stuff. Mm-hmm. So the clients come in and they basically say, here, hold my stuff. And we're like, okay. And then you see another client, they're like, here, hold my stuff. And we're like, okay. And so um, it's a little bit different than just uh, the standard, so to speak, because we're not only holding on to our own stuff, you know, our own situations with our own bosses or with our own families, with our own lives. We're also holding on to all of yours. Mm -hmm. And so the burnout is very different because it looks similar, but so much, just just so much more. And so burnout for mental health professionals is a huge deal. 
and I shouldn't even just say mental health professionals, it's also healthcare professionals, it's also crisis workers, it's also emergency care workers. Shout out to all of my colleagues in this uh, first responder world because, um, you know, perspective shift moment, we have some of the highest um, suicide rates, Mm. okay? Um, Because when it comes to us experiencing burnout, it's like you signed up for this job, <laughs> yeah. right? And so, you know, when we're talking about our our doctors, nurses, um, EMS and EMT, e, um, emergency workers, uh, you know, police officers, fire, um, fire people, persons, right? When we're talking about all of those um, different career sets Mm -hmm. we always think of well you signed up for that job so deal with it but we tend to forget that these are still human beings right um protecting and serving is one of those things that is not unique to police officers and Mm -hmm. fire people persons um it's you know our nurses also have to protect you from yourself our mental health clinicians my colleagues in this life um we're protecting you from you we're protecting Mm -hmm. you from making poor decisions right we're we are holding on to your stuff so that you don't have to go into your life and treat your people badly because you don't know what to do with the stuff that you're holding on to, you know? Um, And so that is the big difference between burnout from the clinical uh, perspective that a lot of times people don't understand. Mm. Um, And so it's really important to understand that we're not just holding on to your stuff, we are holding on, or we're not just holding on to our stuff, we're holding on to your stuff too. Um, So, to the broader scope, to the simpler definition of burnout, burnout is basically a, an emotional response to experiencing the same kinds of stresses over and over and over again at work. Mm. So, you know, one of the reasons why I even started Do More Require Better, the company, is because I recognize that the expectation when you go to work is that you go to work and you leave your personal stuff outside and then you just do your work, right? I I don't know about you, but last time I checked, I don't have the capacity or ability to literally like cut off my humanity set that aside so that stays with me regardless of whether it is that i'm at work or at home or at the checkout counter at at um the supermarket uh the fallacy that is the work-life balance has been killing people forever Mm. okay and so it's really important to recognize that when you go into your places of business 
you're regardless of whether you can compartmentalize or not, you're taking that with you. That is always a part of who you are, what you're doing, where you're going. You know, if the kid at home is sick, then you're going to have at least one portion of your mind not on work worrying about how your kid's doing. If your best friend is going through the absolute worst breakup ever, you're going to have some of your mind concerned about what's going on with your best friend. If you yourself are having difficulties, you just had an argument with your significant other the morning on the way into work, your head is going to be partially taken away from what it is that you want to be focused on. Even if you so-called compartmentalize to just do the work thing while you're at work. So it's really important to recognize that you are a whole person all the time. There's no, I can turn this off for these next eight hours. And then as soon as I hit the door, I get to turn that back on and be a regular human being again. That's not, that is not how life has ever really worked. And then there's the other part of it, of you humaning while you're at work. So you're interacting with your colleagues, you're interacting with your supervisors, you're interacting with the maintenance person or what have you, right? If you are a remote worker, which is now a big thing now, your interactions have now become super small. Mm -hmm. Now you've actually invaded your home life. So there is no separation at all between where work happens and where home and comfort is. It's all in the same place. It's really important to recognize that these so-called separations, especially in today's day and age, are basically impossible. So beating up on yourself because you had a rough home and you just so happened to take it at work, take it to work. That's human. Mm -hmm. And it's an important part of humaning to recognize that you can only do but so much as it relates to being able to compartmentalize. So when our compartmentalization breaks down, when we get to the point of we got like this much left before somebody gets cussed out, that's when you're entering burnout. If you walk into work that day and it's just like, I wish a motherfucker would, or I mm-hmm. wish a bee would, if that is your thought process where you're just waiting for somebody to say the wrong or the right thing, you have officially entered burnout. Congratulations. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the club, right? Exactly. So there's, so much happening on from one moment to the next, from one day to the next, from one millisecond to the next, especially when it comes to our abilities to compartmentalize our emotional selves from our so-called professional selves. Okay. I'll give you an example at my place of business. One of our clients um, might have a really bad day. And what looks like a bad day to them comes out as extreme defiance and argumentativeness and sometimes disrespect, right? I'm still a human being. 
I'm still from Brooklyn. <laughs> Every so often I have to remind myself, wait a minute. Shane <laughs> is reacting right now. Right? And so we have to understand that sometimes someone else's bad day can turn into our bad day, regardless mm-hmm. of whatever else it is that we're doing. And that can put us right past that burnout threshold. Sense me? Yeah. Yes. Now, okay. now, before we get to that, right here, when we're about to cuss everybody out and mm-hmm. or better known as some people call it when you go postal um, yes. and aspect. <laughs> What are some signs of burnout that we know we're leading ourselves into burnout that maybe I need to take some steps back because I'm getting closer and closer to that right here. Mm-hmm. And, and that may not be a point of no return right there. Right. Well, before you get to that point, right, because that's where you're basically there in burnout, right? Mm-hmm. Before you get to that point, some telltale signs of will say burnout adjacent. Yes. Essence of burnout. Okay. <laughs> burnout seasoning. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just a little sprinkle there. Um, we start feeling extra tired. Not just that regular level of, gosh, I didn't get enough sleep last night. I'm really tired. Let me have an extra cup of coffee. It's that extra bit of tired where it's like, I really don't want to go to work today. Tired. Mm -hmm. It's, do I really have to do this to myself? Tired. Right? Mm -hmm. Now, before you get to burnout, you feel that, but then it's just like, yeah, because there's such and such that I need to get done and I really don't want to leave that behind. And then you get up and you move on with your day. The closer and closer you get to actual full-blown burnout is, okay, I'm going to call out today. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're not sick, but you're definitely not in the right frame of mind to go in. Like you Mm -hmm. are just too tired to do the traffic or too tired to get up, turn on your screen. And, you know, um, for those of us who are remote, um, turn on the screen, turn on your cameras and put yourself in work mode, even if you're just there in the in your at home office, mm-hmm. even that activity is just too much. You're just like, nope, today's not happening. Yeah. Um, because technically speaking, taking that time off when you get there or get close to there is still, you're not there yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you are probably not exactly completely burnt out. If you are making the decision to just call out. Yeah. Burnout. You are probably making the decision to, I'm going to go out in a blaze of glory. <laughs> That's, that is that brief difference. It's just like, I just need a mm-hmm. day as opposed to, I'm taking everybody else out with me. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's, th- those can be your warning signs that extreme fatigue. Another good warning sign of burnout 
or bad warning sign, depending on how you look at it, of, of approaching burnout is where your communication skills have fallen. Mm-hmm. Okay. So normally you can walk into your office and, or you can turn on your screen or whatever, and you can still say good morning. Instead of good morning, you're just like, eh. right? Well, your ability to quote unquote fake it is now gone. Yeah. So those, well, those people like, let me, if you don't let me have that cup of coffee in the morning. <laughs> right. Right. Like, do not approach me until, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. When you start putting in these extra rules of engagement. Yeah. Before you are willing to deal with other human beings, right? If you don't see me with this, this, and this, do not come for me until I send for you. Like, if that is your thought process, you are getting close to burnout. You are burnout adjacent. Okay. Another good one is for those of you who engage in any kind of self medicating or whatever, where you need more of it. Okay, so let's say, for example, where normally you might have a glass of wine at the end of the day, now you're having a bottle. Mm. Or where normally a couple times a week you might say, oh, I'm going to have a glass of wine to, okay, I need this to calm down for my day. Right? Where suddenly your level of tolerance for being sober is decrease. And that's Mm -hmm. not to say that you are suddenly, you have suddenly decided to do full-on substance use abuse, right? Um, It's where you require more than what you would normally require or not even require. You require more from where you before have some, not because you need it, but because it's just an enjoyable experience. Right. Mm-hmm. Also, I should mention if you find yourself becoming addicted to things having to do with your stress level at work, okay, that is huge red flags, loud horns, there's like a marching band, all of that. Those are all those indicators of you need to pause, mm-hmm. like several stops. Um, do not move past go, all of that. If you have actually crossed into substance using behavior that is beyond just a standard level of recreation, you are at burnout. And that would be, aside from the general, generally accepted definition of burnout, you are burning out possibly from life. You are possibly burning out from your relationships. You are burning out, period. Okay? Mm-hmm. Because aside from your job, like I said, being a human out here in these human people in streets is hard. Okay. Yes. Yes. So if you are finding yourself crossing into those addictive territories, please phone a friend or something, get some help because you are hurting yourself more than you are actually helping yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, just throwing that out there. But or and yes, so when you are getting those things where you feel the need to self-medicate, where you're losing sleep because 
you have your mind racing on what's happening at the job, right? So sleep loss is a great indicator mm-hmm. of too much stress. There's a healthy level of stress that keeps us about here. And then there's, please stop, I'm full on, save me from me level, Mm -hmm. okay? So once we get past that normal level of stress, normal levels of stress for the average person, let's say, are, um, I'm a little bit tired, so I need the coffee. Um, I'm a little bit drained. So I'm more tired at night when I get home. Um, Those are the quote unquote normal levels of stress when it comes to sleep, like a little bit. But if you're having four or five, six cups of coffee because you can't manage to sleep well at night ever, this is where we're getting too too far into burnout. This is where the essence of burnout is now also affecting your health. Sleep mm-hmm. is extremely important. Folks. If you're not sleeping well, your body cannot repair itself properly. If your body cannot repair itself, you're going to have that much harder time actually coping in your regular daily life. Okay? I'm not going to tell you how much sleep you need to get because Studies are now finding that there are different levels of sleep that are necessary, so to speak. And some people are more of an intermittent sleeping kind of person. Some people need several different naps throughout the day. Um, And some people need a solid eight hours. So it just depends on where it is that you are. Please go get yourself a sleep study if you really want to find out your proper levels. and where it is that you are in terms of whether you're actually getting a rest, a restful sleep, um, restful and reparative sleep. Um, take your vitamins, all of that kind of thing. But sleep is extremely important. And so it's really important to know how much sleep you actually require to be able to function and when those prime time sleep hours are for you. Mm-hmm. Again, sleep study. Fine mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Um, but yes, if you are not sleeping properly, specifically because your mind is racing on work stuff or you're stressed out because of work or your combination of work and home life are not working for you, then that's another big indicator that you are too far past a regular level of burnout, um, or stress because stress is fine burnout is not Mm -hmm. Uh, another good or technically bad (laughs) indicator of burnout aside from sleep and um your attitude and things like that it's also your eating habits okay Mm -hmm. if you find that you are not eating properly okay or that your appetite is either either greater or lesser than it should be, should be, again, very intensely personal, right? But if your appetite is suffering in some way or another, that is another indicator of burnout. Your diet is going to be, or will very highly likely be 
um, indicative of your stress levels. What are you eating? What are you craving? Mm -hmm. If you find that the only thing that that really, quote unquote, satisfies your hunger is something heavily starchy, you are probably nearing burnout level. If all you can actually be satisfied by are, quote unquote, comfort foods um, or candies or, um, you know, fast food or what have you, then you are getting too close to burnout. Mm -hmm. Your nutrition is also going to make it as to whether or not you can properly cope with your day-to-day stuff. If you're not eating properly, your diet's going to suffer. Your um, ability to sleep is going to suffer. Your ability to maintain a proper equilibrium in general throughout the day is going to suffer. Just everything, if you're not sleeping and you're not eating, or any combination of the two, you're going to suffer. Mm-hmm. You know, you you might um, find um, hair loss, um, brittle nails, um, skin, newfound skin difficulties, digestive problems, um, ulcers, um, what is that thing called? What does Prilosec treat? Heartburn. There we go. Acid reflux. (laughs) Acid reflux. Yes. Acid reflux and heartburn. Yes. If you are suffering from a greater level of heartburn, having nothing to do with what you actually eat or having everything to do with what it is that you comfort ate, that is a great indicator. Okay. Heartburn is problematic on several different levels. It messes with your entire digestive system. It actually can tend to eat away at your esophagus um, and make things like digestion long-term difficult. It is not a quote-unquote normal problem. If you are experiencing heartburn, you definitely want to treat for that because it can mess you up on a longer-term basis. And like I said, indicator of burnout in workplace. So another uh, indicator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, oh, I was just saying, I uh, was going to comment about the, you know, with the foods, because a lot of times, like you said, those stress indicators, you always hear people like they dive into chocolate and different comfort foods, but then you have to be cautious of that intake because if it's ticking up, it may stress has gone beyond just stress it's become burnout basically yes definitely so if you are finding especially when it comes to things like chocolate so one of the things during the winter and it's getting cold out there that i myself enjoy at the end of my day is a hot chocolate Mm -hmm. okay So if I have my hot chocolate at the end of my day, as I'm sitting in front of my TV, watching whatever it is that I'm watching or preparing for it to watch me, let's be real. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, And I find myself thinking about my comfort hot chocolate at the end of the day, in the middle of my day, I can recognize instantly. Okay. Clearly I'm stressed. Mm-hmm. If I am thinking in the middle of my day that I need to relax. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So your comfort thing, whatever that is, 
really should actually be kicking in after you've already left the environment. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily before you have to go in the environment. Are you already thinking about how you're going to comfort yourself? Right? So on your, as you are getting ready for work, if you are already thinking about how you're going to comfort yourself from the day, there's another indicator for you. Um, we call it future tripping when we're thought when we're when we're talking about um, high anxiety kind of situations because anxiety indicates a fear or insecurity about the future, whereas depression indicates fear or insecurity about things that already happened. So when you're future tripping, or when we say that you're future tripping, we are recognizing that you are fearful or anxious about what might happen or what is coming. In this particular case, if you're future tripping into the middle of your day, at the beginning of your day, expecting to get stressed, you are actually causing your body to experience the stress before it actually experiences it. Let me rewind on that so you okay. can I can make sure that we're in the same place. If you are, let's say, getting dressed in the morning or whatever it is that you get ready for work, you're getting ready for your day. And in getting ready for your day, you are already finding yourself preparing for experiencing stress. Mm. You are causing your body to experience the stress before it actually happens. So imagine if you do that several times and then also have the stressful day. Now you are experiencing that stress for basically the entirety of your day. And then welcome to burnout at the end of the week. Welcome to being too exhausted to actually experience and enjoy your time off because all you're doing is worrying about what's going to happen when you have to go back in. Because you're forcing yourself to experience that stress long before it actually even happens. And now your Mm -hmm. system is just constantly in a state of stress. Because future tripping. So it's really important to recognize where you are, what you're doing, what you're thinking, how your thoughts are actually affecting you, and then reeling yourself in, taking the steps back, making sure that you're like, wait a minute, it is five o'clock in the morning and I just got, why am I worried about literally what is happening at work when I haven't gotten there? As a matter of fact, mm. the only people that are actually there are the people who are supposed to be preparing so that I can go and do my work. So let me not worry about this right now. Let me go have my cup of tea. That's me. My cup of coffee. For those, for those of you who drink the coffee, right? Let me go make myself this breakfast so that I can actually be prepared for my day. Not be mentally prepared for a day that you don't know how it's going to go yet. But be prepared for the day so that you are um, nutritionally properly balanced. You're not getting in there hangry. You're not 
none of that. Just work on this moment, which I guess I'm getting ahead of myself talking about ways to prevent <laughs> to prevent the burnout, right? Um, but ask me the very specific question so that I can well, not begin that. Well, okay. <laughs> Well, I guess, uh, well, my next question would be, because I, when I was kind of doing some uh, research online, uh, it shows, it was showing like several health institutes consider there's five stages to burnout before you get to what they, uh, which they were like, there's a honeymoon phase, there's the onset stress phase, there's a chronic stress phase, burnout phase, and then the habitual burnout phase. Can you dive into that on the mental health aspect of how those phases, you know, kind of go hand in hand health-wise and mental-wise um, as you're going through those phases? Sure. So that very first phase, that honeymoon phase, let's say, is basically where you first start the job, right? You first start the job, you're excited, you want to make sure you're making the best impressions, you want to do all the things. People are like, hey, can you pick up this extra shift? Or, hey, can you do this extra thing? Or, would you mind doing that? And you're just like, absolutely, please. I, I will be more than happy to help, right? So you're at the point where things are great and you just want to be all, like, the best part of the team um, or the best new addition to the team or what have you, make sure that you are solidifying your place, so to speak, right? So that's the honeymoon phase. Everything's great and wonderful. The word no doesn't exist for you. Yep, I can do that too. Yeah. For us ladies out there, it's the I'm every woman. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's where we are. Okay, that's the honeymoon phase. The next phase is where We've said yes to all the things, and now we're just like, wait, hold up. Boss person, colleague person. Um, do you ever do your own work? <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I'm doing all this stuff. I'm coming in early. I'm doing the things. Um, and you just keep on asking me to do this stuff. Mm. But that's not a part of really of my job. It, it, can can we reestablish some new boundaries here? Right? So that's the next phase. We're now we're past honeymoon and it's time to start setting some boundaries, start being a little bit more realistic with how it is that we want our time to, to go, um, how it is that we, we want to manage our actual position. Mm -hmm. Right? And mm -hmm. that's where we've now gone from simple level of, yay, I'm working to, okay, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> right? That's where we start taking a step back. But what also happens from a clinical sense is that since we've already established this so-called norm of saying yes to everything, now we mm. have the extra pressure on top of us to, if I say no to this, is this going to make me lose this job that I need for paying my bills and keeping the roof over my head and so forth and so on, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. So now we have this thin layer of insecurity starting to build of, 
what, what, where, where should I be putting this boundary now that I've established this as a norm? Okay. So mm-hmm, we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're still at, at a relatively actually okay level of stress, but we've got a little thin layer of insecurity coming in on top. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and we stay in this level trying to reestablish or establish boundaries. And then usually what happens is we do not actually uphold said boundaries. We establish the boundaries and then something happens. Okay, I'll, I'll do it because of that thin layer of insecurity of if I say no, how's that going to look? Okay. Um, the next level and the name of it, uh, excuse me, what's the third level? Uh, third level, uh, it said it is the chronic stress phase. Okay. So this is where actually the greater majority of people tend to sit, mm. right? The majority of people tend to sit here in the chronic stress phase where it's just like, I've established these things. My boundaries are constantly being trampled upon, not recognizing that it's actually you who's allowing the boundaries to be trampled upon. Um, You're still trying to do all of the things while respecting yourself and doing the job and so forth and so on. So you are existing for the most part. Most people exist in this chronic stress level, right? It's, you know, doing the daily grind on occasion, calling out. Steadily, I'm not going to say constantly, but steadily concerned as to whether or not you are doing enough, so to speak, to maintain your position as it is, right? Level of stress level. Um, Here, there's still that thin-ish, because slightly thicker, level of insecurity. But what's on top of it is there's probably going to be a desire to move up in your position. There's going to be a desire for making sure that you're making your um, uh, evaluation kinds of standards for, you know, whether your place of business evaluates quarterly, um, biannually or annually. You're, you're going to be looking at those standards, wondering, okay, or in some of those companies um, that actually do the evaluation monthly, every 30 days, you're getting a new evaluation of how it is that you're doing. So you're going to be constantly concerned about where you are in terms of your evaluation and trying to make sure that you meet those metrics, whatever the metrics may be. If you are in uh, customer service, you know, how many customers are you serving? If you're in retail, um, you're going to be worried about making sure that you're, you know, meeting your sales goals and so forth. Um, if you're in mental health, you're going to be wondering, okay, am I getting my documentation done on time? Am I meeting enough clients? Am I making enough contacts? So forth and so on, right? Am I, am I checking all of the boxes to make sure that the clients or the patients are getting the time that they're supposed to be getting? And that I'm also documenting to make sure that uh, my company can actually get paid for the time that I'm putting in. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I hit sales, customer service. Um, if you're a higher level executive, there's a whole different set of pressures having to do with, am I making sure that my um, subordinates, for lack of a better word, are actually meeting their goals so that I can meet my goals. Um, mm -hmm. Just in that chunk, that's where the majority of people tend to exist in that age. Nobody stays in the in the honeymoon stage for very long, even if they're at the greatest job in the world. They will at least graduate to the second level of that's not in my job description eventually, right? Um, kudos to those who are able to stay in level two, um, but most people end up in level three where they are chronically stressed out about stuff at work. Um, moving on to number four. Um, Which is your wait. burnout phase. Wait, let me rewind one more, one more again there back into level three to make sure that I'm answering the question. In that level three, that is where some of the sleep losses, dietary um, and exercise lack and things like that, that's where that's gonna be. So that's where most people think that they have no time for anything because all they're doing is trying to maintain their self here. That's that's what's also happening in level three. So most of what it is that I've been describing is what happens in level three. Um, your dietary situation, your sleep failing, your relationships, difficulties, things like that. That's all going to be here in your level three. Level four, when you are actually in burnout. This is where the rest of the people in your life are going to be trying to step in. Mm. In general, you will hear your friends complaining, hey, you never hang out anymore. You will hear your families complaining, hey, all you ever do is talk and complain about work. Isn't there anything else going on in life for you? I'm worried about how much it is that you are doing fill in the blank, right? This is where people tend to notice that there's a problem because now you are going past where most people exist in that chronically stressed phase, now you've gone past that into actual burnout. And so now here you are, hating life, hating job, isolating from your friends because all you can really do is think about actually surviving the next workday. So you're probably trying to sleep a lot, but you're not getting good restful sleep anymore. You're probably not eating properly. You're probably drinking too much. You're smoking too much or whatevering too much, whatever your self-medicating is doing. You're probably constantly in the doctor's office, either because you're looking for an excuse to miss work or because you actually have a health thing going on or some combination of both, um, you are going to be having all of the hard time with all of the things in this mm -hmm. level and your friends, family, people who actually care about you are going to be poking and trying to figure out what's going on here, okay? How is that going to affect your mental health? Well, that is going to cause you stress, not just at work, but also at home. Because then you're going to be feeling how the difficulties are coming through because now the people around you are actually complaining. Now it's just like, I can't get anything right at work or at home now. And all I'm trying to do is maintain this so I can keep that, right? 
if you're 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 a dude and you are you have a wife and you got some kids, your kids are complaining that you never play with them. Your wife is complaining you don't spend time any, anymore. Where was date night? Um, date night you you were supposed to be at least at home watching a movie, but where were you? You were sleeping while you were supposed to be watching the movie. Like this is what's happening there. Okay, moms out there with when it comes to this stage, your kids are going to be complaining. Your significant other is going to be complaining. Um, your friends are all going to be like, ooh, girl, what happened? Okay, maybe your skin's starting to starting to, to suffer. You're looking less lustrous, okay? You have to use the, the extra glowy stuff and the primer and all that kind of stuff to get that glow look because otherwise you're just looking and feeling dry, <laughs> okay? If that is where you are, it is time to take a step back. You are in burnout, sis, bro. You are in burnout, and at this point, you're probably not even producing what you're supposed to be producing at work anyway, despite your best efforts, okay? They are getting bare minimum you at this level, even if you are putting in all of your time, all of your effort. This is where you are. I know it hurts. It's unfortunate and it's sad because I know that you could be putting in all of your effort. You're out there trying to put 150%. But you know what 150% of nothing is? Still nothing. If you don't have it to give, which is where you are when you get to burnout, if you have nothing to give, whatever you're giving is basically nothing anyway. You don't have, when it comes to customer service, for example, you don't have that smile with your eyes thing going while you're talking. So your customers do not actually feel like they're getting the best of you. If you are in sales, you might sell something that day. Great. But will you get the highest sale like you usually or used to get? No, you're not getting that. And most importantly, you're not you're also not getting the satisfaction that used to come from that. Because the level of satisfaction of being able to help your customer or being able to sell the product or being able to create this new spreadsheet that makes everybody's life better or what have you, depending on what your job is, is not going to be giving you the satisfaction of accomplishment. You could literally walk into your boss's office and your boss is like, hey. I see all the work that you're putting in. Here's this great new promotion. And your reaction is, I quit. On the inside, <laughs> right? You might not say that out loud, but on the inside, you're just like, so my reward for all of this work is more work. I want no part of this. Okay? So it is so important to recognize that if you are at this point of burnout, it's time to take a step back. It's time to take an actual vacation. Doing more work is not going to help you. And your, your vacation does not necessarily have to equate to what my vacation would be, which is a cruise somewhere or going to the Bahamas or something along those lines. Your vacation can be, I'm taking a week off of work just to sit at home and sleep. Preferably to sit at home, sleep, and reevaluate life. 
so that when you go back to work, you can come in with an action plan as to how it is that you are going to make this work for you. Our employers are getting to the point where they can recognize now that it is better to have the employee than to not have the employee. So if you are in burnout, take your time, create your action plan, and express to your boss how they can save you from quitting. And if their response does not work for you, it is an employee's market right now. Let me repeat that. It is an employee's market right now. They need you more than you need them. And it will not matter if at the end of the day, you literally work yourself to death. If your job is killing you, it's not going to matter whether you gave them an out or quit because you'll be dead. I know that sounds really extreme, but there are situations where that is exactly where burnout leads. If you are drinking yourself into a stupor, if you are taking the drugs, if you are, you know, not eating properly, not sleeping properly, you are going to have your health deteriorated to the point where it cannot sustain you living anymore. It is better for you and all those involved for you to take some time, come up with your action plan and give the opportunity to save you than to just keep existing in burnout. Now, um, as a final question, um, a lot of places are starting to see the parallels of both like, you know, from stress and burnout causing depression, uh, causing what they call that mental fog that it starts and once stress goes into burnout, it starts permanently affecting your brain. Um, how, how can we start doing better about preventing that burnout so we don't end up with these irreversible issues? Self-care on all of the days that end with why. Whether that's five minutes of self-care or five hours of self-care, self-care. And I do mean literally taking care of yourself, okay? Being really selfish about what that means for you. So if that means that in the morning before you get up to make breakfast or handle kids stuff or start checking emails or anything, you take a moment to just focus on you. Let me make sure I'm being very clear when I say this should not include social media because that is not actually focusing on you. That is focusing on other people. So your self-care is just time about self. Whether that looks like you spending an extra 10 minutes in the bathroom in the morning just to be by yourself, whether that means that you set your alarm a little bit earlier so that you can lay there and do nothing 
just and breathe. By the way, your body is designed to be an oxygen delivery system. Breathing is important. Every breath you take is literally giving you life. So take a few extra when you are doing self-care time. Breathe more deeply. Take several more breaths, but breathe. Your self-care can be making your meal. Your self-care can be checking in with you know, your, your higher power if you have one of those. Or it can be checking in with whatever is the most important thing to you. Okay? Then you want to spend some time also doing the other things that are not necessarily just about you, but are definitely about maintaining the things that are important to you outside of work. So that's going to be your family time. That's going to be your, your friend time, your social time. That's going to be your other maintenance time. You know, do you like to wash a car? Then, okay, make sure you give yourself however much time you need to have your car washed or to go wash your car. Whatever it is that these are other things that are important to you, make sure that you are making time to do those in enjoyment and not in stress. So your time to do your laundry, if that's something that's important to you that you, that you can enjoy, that isn't just a chore for you, let that be a time where it's just, I'm just doing my laundry. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to sort my laundry, if you sort your laundry, and then I'm going to put my laundry in the washer, and then I'm going to take the laundry out, and I'm going to sit here, and I'm going to fold. Let that be the thing that you do for that period of time to actually do the one thing. Multitasking is a great way to stress your system out. Let me rewind and repeat. Multitasking is a great way to stress your system out. Although your body is literally doing 500,000 billion things at any given moment, when your mind is doing its thinking functioning thing, if your active thing is just the one thing, you are giving yourself the ability to do the rest of the things that your body has to do. If your mind has to be focused on surfing social media, doing laundry, cooking the meal and getting the kids to school, it is not then as able to digest your food prepare for rest at the end of the day and actually process through whatever it is that your subconscious requires process time for. Does that make sense? I hope it does. Okay, because your body, yes, totally always multitasking. But if yes. we could maybe chunk down some of the things that we're doing to give ourselves the ability to do things a little bit differently, then the rest of us can get the rest of the work done that needs to get yes. done. Yes. If you really need a, a good breakdown of how your self-care time can be um, taken care of, please look up the Healthy Mind Platter. Um, it's 
a nice little infographic with the, a description of all the different things that you want to be putting into your self-care time. It is not necessarily something that has to be done at every day, but these are definitely different elements of self-care that you want to have on your platter at least at some point throughout the week. Mm-hmm. But self-care. Self-care is your best burnout prevention. And communication. There you go. Yes. And um, uh, we had an episode before. It's like, uh, no, you know, the power of no. Knowing how to put, say no. Because a lot of times that burnout happened because you're the dependable one. We know you can do it, whether it's family, whether it's work. If you can't say no, you have people always coming to you for help. If you can't say no and you keep taking all that stuff on, you're going to burn yourself out. So say no. It doesn't hurt nobody. It doesn't, I'm not going to say it's not going to kill nobody or anything like that, but just say (laughs) no for your own preservation uh, and your health. So that a lot of times can help us more than anything, but a lot of people know has such a negative connotation because it's put, uh, perceived to be like, you know, it hurts someone or it, you know, the disappointment you have in other people. And it's like, yeah, they may be disappointed, but those people will come back again later. <laughs> if they really care about you, if they're really your yes. friends, they're really your family, they, they will be there for you even when you say no. And no, and let no be a, a, a full sentence. No. Yes. Period. Not without it. No asterisk. No comma. No semicolon. No. 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 Period. Mhm. Because a lot of us, we feel like we have to give an excuse on why we have to say no instead of just saying no. Because if they ask you, "Can you do this?" No. No. Full sentence. Full stop. Exactly. And they might want to ask why. And in that moment, you you can get comfortable, hopefully, learning how to say, because I have to prioritize me. Mm -hmm. Everything else is irrelevant when you are prioritizing you. I like to say, I don't have it in my bandwidth at this time. (laughs) It's a thing. Definitely Mm -hmm. a thing. Well, everyone, I hope you got some great notes, some great information to help you know how to pivot and learn how to deal with burnout. As we've said at all of our sessions that we have for Rain Talk, this is just to get the conversation started. If you see burnout is affecting you mentally, you don't have that strength to say no, go ahead, find yourself a therapist, contact Shay, see, hey, do you have any appointments available for me to do a virtual point uh, session with you? Do what you need to do to help you get you back on track. Uh, I know some companies offer mental health days. I know some don't yet, but that may be even a conversation you push within your company because I know with my company, our ERG is helping to be the advocates for certain things that they see they need, whether it's more uh, session, uh, free therapy sessions through input and benefits or things like that. Be that advocate. Sometimes 
if they don't know you need it, they're not going to offer it. Nope. Or if you never take advantage of it, they will take it out of your package. Yes. Because it seems like it's a waste because no one is utilizing it. So, and then also, especially within the BIPOC community, which this show is geared to, mental health and therapy is not for those that are crazy. It is not for those that are weak. It is, we have to break that stigma that we all need some form of therapy. We need to have that outlet because sometimes we think our family should be our outlet. No, sometimes that your family unit, because y'all don't have proper communication, anything else, you're not getting what you need out of those relationships. And you need an outside source looking in to give you a perspective to help you break through those walls. Or just like I said in the beginning, a container. Yes. Someone else to hold your stuff for you. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes we're not comfortable allowing or putting our families in the position to be holding our stuff because we know that they have their own stuff to hold. Yes. So get someone who is professionally there to hold your stuff for you, mm-hmm. who can actually be there to hold your stuff and give you a different kind of containment system where you get to unload, unpack, and then repack because mm-hmm. that is a part of the therapeutic process to repack your baggage such that it can actually work for you. There you go. So if everyone you woke keep... up this morning, it's a good mm-hmm. day for, for therapy. That's exactly. That's exactly. So everyone keep that in mind. Also, as me and Moana always ask, if there's topics, whether it's for rain talks, for develop your talent, anything that you are looking forward for us to cover or to discuss or make that be a conversational piece to get that topic started send us a message that way we can definitely um, look uh, into having a session on that to give y'all what y'all are looking for because a lot of these topics and things that we bring to you is from stuff that y'all have told us so continue to let us know because we want stuff that will benefit you your family and your loved ones and if it's someone you know that should listen to this send them the link let them to listen to it and that way they can get some pointers and some insights that can help them but of course everyone thank you so much for tuning in of course if you want to continue uh uh make sure you like follow and subscribe to us on our social media platforms but also you can find Shay at Rain O Change, that's letter O Change, um, on social media platforms. Also, that way you can follow her on those uh, platforms, also, or also to reach out to her saying, Hey, how can I book a session with you virtually? Uh, so then that way you can start making those steps for your self care. But everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great evening, and we'll see you on our next episode right at 8 30. See you in a little bit. Bye.
So many stories left to tell Even if we have to ourselves Can't keep history on the shelf If they won't tell it, we will If this the land of the free, it was a freedom then When they annexed Hawaii and called it see the lands Without any type of payment and no signing off Called themselves the Republic in 1894 1.2 million acres overtaken from the native Hawaiians When they resisted, the West retaliated in violence and erasure The Hawaiian language is banned As part of colonialism's plan to expand, yeah Stuck between a rock and a hard place Multiple bombings of Koholave As a part of their ongoing war with Asia Used it as a place for target practice No consent or compensation Colonizers call for annexation No regard for all the locals School will never let you know So many stories left to tell Even if we have to ourselves Can't keep history on the shelf If they won't tell it, we will even if we have to ourselves Can't keep history on the shelf If they won't tell it, we will We will So if we put Hawaii in a perspective Well, black and Asian history is interconnected Considering the fight with the Pacific Then of course, versus Asia They was treated as a middleman for war But didn't let the Western colorism run its course Cause dark skin was a sign of dignity to core The land was taken in the name of capitalism When prior to it was an actual kingdom Clap back at the system Stuck between a rock and a hard Place multiple bombings of Koholave as a part of their ongoing war with Asia. Used it as a place for target practice. No consent or compensation. Colonizers call for annexation. No regard for all the local school will never let you know. So many stories left to tell. Even if we have to ourselves, can't keep history on the shelf. If they won't tell it, we will. Even if we have to ourselves Can't keep history on the shelf If they won't tell it, we will So many stories left to tell Even if we have to ourselves Can't keep history on the shelf If they won't tell it, we will Too many stories left to tell Even if we have to ourselves Can't keep history on the shelf If they won't tell it, we will We will